Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey everybody, you guys are tuned in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I don't know why I say that every time, because if you're listening, you already know what you're tuned into. But that's okay, we're going to say it anyway. Um, we got another amazing guest on the show today. We're going to be talking about some really cool stuff, uh, some informational stuff, should I say. We got uh, Kyle Hedin. Um Do me a favor and tell us your business name, uh, how we can contact you what you guys specialize in, even if, if it's just you. I don't know if you do solo work, but give us a little background. Well, dude, thank you for having me, Anthony. Uh, all right, so I'm Kyle Hedin. I run Illustrious Hardwoods out of Mesa, Arizona. I service the greater Phoenix area, um, and I specialize in laminate luxury vinyl plank engineered hardwood flooring installations. I've been doing it for five years, two and a half on my own, and, um, you know, I, I'm CFI 17580 for hardwood and laminate. So I'm a certified flooring installer. Hopefully some other classes come along and I can get a couple other certifications through them. Um, uh, yeah, I, what else? Uh, oh, you can reach me 602-888-3361. If you have questions in the Phoenix area, I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, if we, if we got some Phoenix uh, listeners, look, the, our show is to give uh, educational information, to, to give people more knowledge, and it's also to get our guests some jobs. So don't just listen and, <laughs> and follow these people. Listen to these people, go research them, and then hire them if they're in your area. So let's, let's, let's get illustrious hardwoods, some new, some new work. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, adding value to to customers and and how how we do that as contractors and things that customers can look out for uh, when it comes to hiring contractors and when it comes to uh, getting those projects done that we do. Uh, we specialize in a, a number of different many things, but um, how do we add value? So Kyle is going to give us some uh, some tips and some info on adding value. Uh, so <clears throat> right off the bat, anytime you have a couple contractors out to look at your project, the, the bids are never going to come back apples to oranges or apples to apples. Sorry. They're going to come back apples to oranges, to pears, to peaches. Everybody's going to be all over the board. The prices may be kind of similar, but how they get there is going to be much, much different. So the first place I would start is what kind of warranty do you offer? And a lot of states that have licensing requirements will make you offer a minimum one-year warranty on workmanship. Mm -hmm. The state of Arizona where I'm at, as a licensed contractor, I have to offer a two to add value to my clients when my price may come in slightly higher than some of the other contractors in my area. I offer a five-year warranty on workmanship. I believe in my work. I don't have a problem offering a warranty above and beyond what's required of me. So let's start there by finding out what what are you giving me? How long are you going to guarantee your work for? Because you can go hire the guy off Craigslist, then he's going to give you the taillight warranty. And so the minute you can't see his taillights on your block anymore when he drives away, that's you're done. He's not going to answer your calls anymore. He's not going to come back and fix anything. So make sure you're getting somebody that's going to stand behind their work. They're proud of it. And they're going to be there for years to come to provide that service. If something does come up, but let me ask you a question since you bring that point up, um, from, from you guys's, uh, point of view, uh, in your experience, because when you, you mentioned that, I just, for whatever thought to myself, I've never had a customer ask me about a warranty. It's the information that I always offer, but I've never had a customer say, 
hey, what kind of warranty are we getting with this? Like, do you find people ask you that? I believe maybe I've been asked once in two and a half years on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think it, it's it's driven down your, your throat when you go and buy the flooring. It's on every box. Lifetime warranty this, lifetime warranty that. You know, when you go pick out a flooring, warranty info is right there. When you go buy a car, the warranty info is in your face. So I think it's assumed that there's some kind of warranty. Mm-hmm. But if, for me, I like ask. I'm going to tell my customers so they know where that value is coming in. You know, if you want to, when when somebody comes in and they tell you your projects is five thousand, and the next guy tells you it's six thousand, your budget may not be six thousand, but why is that guy at six? What is he offering that he didn't necessarily explain? And that's on him for not explaining it and showing you the value and why he costs more. But you've got to, you know, maybe you go back and you ask him some questions. There's a reason that everybody comes in at different prices. So what we can gather from, just at this point is from a customer standpoint, this is something that you should be asking. Like I think so. I, why wouldn't you want to know what's going to be covered and included? You know, don't just assume they're going to give you something. Right. It, you got to get, have it written out and, you know, it, handshake agreements are cool. I, I, I love being able to go in and do things old school and, you know, Hey, your project's going to run this much. Let me type it up. We'll handshake. I get a deposit check. I come back, I do the job. I get the check for the labor. It's beautiful. But honestly, when it comes down to it, if something ever happens and we, for some reason, end up in the court of law, documentation is going to matter. So if someone tells you they're going to give you a warranty, make sure it's written out somewhere. Like, get all of that stuff, because that's where that value is truly coming in. He said, she said, isn't going to play out well. So get it written down so you can actually compare everything at the end of the day. When, When you have those three bids in front of you, you can see what everyone is offering and at what price. Yeah. Outside of warranty, let's say let's say the the customer gets the warranty uh, ironed out and they know um, they can compare warranties. What other ways do do you uh, add value to your customers, and uh, what other ways do you do you see the opportunity to add value? Oh man, there's so many places. So one of the ways that I do it is in, I reduce the amount of mess I make in their house. I only offer dustless tile removal services now. I won't Mm -hmm. do it without my dustless equipment. So yes, that runs a premium price, but it's for my health and yours so that uh, I'm not breathing in that silica dust, which is really harmful for you. And it's not getting in your home and being there for years to come. You're going to find it in every nook and cranny. So I only offer the dust as tile removal. Um, I noticed that when I go to sweep up your floor, that kicks up a lot of dust. And then that makes your house dirty and dusty. And, and nobody likes that. Construction's dirty in general. So let's try and minimize our creation. Um, so I, I worked in a warehouse at one point growing up. And they made us use sweeping compound on the warehouse floor. And I, I started thinking to myself, I was like, what was that stuff? What, how did we keep the dust down in the warehouse? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I went and found that. So now I add sweeping compound on all of my jobs. So when I sweep your room, I'm only kicking up a tenth of the dust that I used to. And it, it, that makes a big difference. When you're in a 10 by 10 room and you sweep it with the door closed and it becomes just this giant cloud, that doesn't happen to me anymore. So your walls aren't getting covered in dust, your ceiling fans not getting covered in dust, your blinds aren't getting covered in dust. Um, it's just a much cleaner experience. And then once again, it's not only for your health, it's for mine. I don't need to be breathing that stuff in. That's every day, five days a week, I'm doing that. Yeah. So um, it's just, it, it's a easy way to offer a minor service that doesn't cost that much more to add on, but adds tons of value depending on how you look at it but like i said construction is is filthy everybody knows their home's going to just be dirty during a construction job and so the more you can minimize that what contractor would you pick the one that cares about your health and cleanliness or the one that's just gonna go make a mess and and not really worry about it yeah 
definitely the clean one. Now, for uh, for me and for all the listeners, I need to know what this sweeping compound is because that's new to me. <laughs> look, look. So, honestly, I there there's multiple different kinds, and so some of them. Th- this is where it gets complicated. Some of them have oils in them, and when you sweep, it'll leave the oil residue behind. All right. And if you have that oil residue left behind, man, it can mess up your thin set. Uh, if you're going to do like a glue down engineered hardwood floor, that glue's not going to bond to the concrete properly anymore mm. because of it. So you've got to be careful in what you do. What I'll say is that I go to that big orange store. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they've got in their cleaning aisle. They have a giant, it's a 50-pound bag of sweeping compound. It doesn't mm-hmm. leave an oily residue behind. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Saying <laughs> these, these are the type of nuggets that people need, especially me. Like, because this is new to me. But yeah, I've been doing um, it. I think I think that's that's a big one for me when it comes to adding value because uh, like you said, it doesn't take long for a house to be covered in dust Correct. and that's gonna be one or it should be let me say this it should be the responsibility to the contractor at at that point to say all right i have to clean this before i leave because this dust wasn't here before i came now, now we know that there are some contractors that's that's gonna say oh that wasn't a part of the the agreement this dust is your problem now i did what what i was contracted to do and we didn't agree on that part. So they'll just leave. But uh, customer service, is it should be a part of every project. So that's something that the, the, the contractor should be able to say, all right, I created this. I'm going to clean it up. And just to be able to offer a dustless project, to me, is huge. Because, again, nobody wants their house to be dusty. Uh, they don't want they don't want the the headache of having to 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 clean up after somebody's coming into their space when the job when you leave technically the job's not over because they have work to do so exactly and so there's there's two points here um i don't care what anybody says like if they're going to go in there and demo your bathroom or you're going to have tile removed and they're like oh don't worry we'll put plastic up everywhere it doesn't help don't believe them it gets and that dust from tile and thin set and, and grout is so fine. It gets everywhere, no matter what. I don't care how well anything is plastic off. It's going to get in your cabinet. It's going to be on your dishes. It's going in the vents. It's going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So to pay a little bit more for something that's cleaner is better, in my opinion. Um, you talk about at the end of the day, there still might be a little bit of mess left and a lot of contractors aren't going to clean that up. And it's, it's simply because like I said, construction is messy. Everyone knows that. So we do our project. We clean, like I mop my floors before I leave the project, but I'm not dusting the walls and stuff like that. Like that incidental items. What I have been trying to find and I haven't found the right person to partner up with yet is to add more value. I want to partner with a cleaning company. Mm-hmm. And every time I finish a job, that cleaning company will go in and clean that room or that home or those couple of rooms, whatever it is. So you don't have to worry about it. And then what's that entail? You know, maybe my bid comes in a couple hundred dollars higher, Yeah. but I'm sending the cleaning crew in. So yes, you're paying for it. I mean, I, let, let's be realistic here. We're, we're going to get paid for our labor. We're going to get paid for our time. Things are marked up. We're, we're trying to run profitable companies. But you can either clean or I can have my cleaning crew come in. Like, Is it worth your time to really deep clean your house? Or would you rather just have my trusted person come in right behind me and, it, and it's taken care of? So that's, that's a little something I've been playing with. And I just haven't found the right person to partner up with to really get the rates where I want them. Right. And their availability to be like, Look, you got to be able to come and hit this within like two days after I finish, no matter what you have going on. Yeah. So, there, there's another way to add value, I think, is you know what at the end of the day, what are they doing to to be clean and and care about you? Um, are all of their tools using 
items that can hook up to a vacuum. You know, you can run a grinder and grind the floor clean, but it doesn't have to hook up to a vacuum, but that room is toast and 15 seconds flat with the amount of dust that's going to be created. So yeah, I think, um, we all, I think we've all done it before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the hose comes undone sometimes. It, it yeah. um, you know, are you using a wet saw? Do you have one of the fancy IQ tile saws that you could set up inside the house and it's sucking up all the dust as it's created? What kind of tools are you using to help keep everything clean? You know, do you have, if you're cutting some kind of vinyl plank or, or wood inside the house and you're using a track saw, does that have an attachment for the vacuum to hook up to it so you're not spraying sawdust everywhere? It, it's little tiny things that some guys will talk about but a lot won't and that's where you're going to find the value in what you're getting and so there's there's a lot of key questions you could ask is you know just point straight straight out ask how are you going to keep my home clean during the project yeah uh, it's it the way the contractor reacts once they hear that will tell you all you need to know about them right and that's an that's another question that I don't generally hear, or at least they don't ask it like that. Uh, I think a lot of people's expectation, uh, because maybe they don't they don't know uh, about these dustless dustless operations and the ways that you can go about keeping keeping dust out of a, a project, they'll just accept that it's going to be dirty. So for the most part, they won't really ask the question because they've already put in their mind that, okay, I know that this, this is going to be a messy process. Um, are you guys going to clean up once you're done? Uh, I'll hear that question. Like, uh, do you guys clean up before you leave? Then you have the, some customers that just say, don't worry about it. I know it's going to be messy. I'll take care of it. I never yeah. accept that because it's like, I can't, I, I would never leave somebody's house dirty. Even if you told me. Yeah, no, and there's definitely, you know, I'll be out on the saws all day and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. I blow off my saws with my little leaf blower at the end of every day. I blow out my tools. I, I, I try and keep a tidy workplace. I don't want my tools all over your house. I, you know, I want one little area that I can kind of stash stuff and then I'm going to have a couple of tools that I'm working with to really go and do what I'm doing, but I don't want them spread out all, all throughout your house. Like it just starts making me look like a slob. Yeah. And then I'm tripping on things and slipping on things and someone's going to get hurt. So you're right in that I don't get those questions a lot, but I wish I did. And it's exactly why when I go into a bid, those are things I talk about because I know nobody else is because it's never a question. Yeah. So I've automatically built in more value to what I offer than what anyone else is because they only offer installation. I now offer installation, cleanliness, care for you and your loved ones about your health down the road, um, quality because I, I, I'm certified. So I invest in my education as opposed to someone that can say, I've been doing this for 30 years. Okay. Right. Have you been doing it the same way for 30 years or have you learned how to do it differently over 30 years? Because you can, you can have 30 years experience, but it's one year repeated 30 times, or you can have 30 years of experience. Right. I think it goes, uh, and this, this is for uh, kind of, both sides of, of the spectrum as far as uh, contractors and also customers uh, going as far as educating. Uh, so what I've put in place as far as uh, adding value is through social media and through uh, some printed, printed documents or flyers that I'll pass out to people, potential clients, just educating them on the entire process. Let's just say mm -hmm. it's uh We'll use a shower, for example. Um, the the proper techniques on, on waterproofing or making sure that it's known that your curb is supposed to be sloped towards your drain, uh, your shelves are supposed to be sloped towards your drain. 
adding value in that way of giving them pretty much the the blueprint for what you do can can let people know like all right this is somebody that one knows what they're doing and then two it's it shows that you care about that project because mm-hmm. even if you're not the one that they end up hiring just being able to give them that information and say hey <clears throat> even if it's not me this is how it should be done take this oh yeah and, and and make sure it's done right because at the end of the day if 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 price is the determining factor between me and another contractor even if you don't choose me just make sure that this person is doing what is supposed to be done on this project correct but the minute that person starts doing what you're doing their price probably gets closer to yours. A, oh, yeah. a lot of times the price differences are because of the quality of work, what kind of materials are being used, attention to detail, and you're showing all those little things. And so by leaving that paperwork with them, I, I'm 100% with you that I think that's a great idea. Because at the end of the day, you walk in a house and you it, you got to understand, this. we do this full time. Yeah. So for us to sit here and dork out and talk about how the drain needs to, you know, if, if the drain's in the center, everything has to slope and it has to be a quarter inch per foot and the shelf and the, the curb have to slope in towards the drain or the floor has to be flat to three sixteenths of an inch in a 10 foot radius. Man, the client doesn't care about that <laughs> stuff. That's yeah. why they're hiring us. Yeah. They, they don't want to deal with it. You know, they might be a lawyer, a doctor, a cafeteria worker somewhere. I don't know, but they're good at what they do and they want to focus on that, that they're hiring us. So we kind of walk in with all this stuff that's like goes way over their head. And then they sit and they compare everything and they can't remember what everybody said. So when you leave that documentation behind, they can see like, okay, Anthony's going to check all of these boxes. And mm-hmm. he's doing all this stuff. And I don't know what these other two are doing anymore because, well, I don't, I don't have anything. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're adding a lot of value in that you're clearly communicating what happens on your installs and what should happen on a proper install. So even if they, like you said, if they don't hire you, yes, they can go and hold the other guy accountable to, the ASTM standards and say, look, you've got to do it this way. Otherwise my shower is going to fail. Yeah. And you said you would do it this way for this price. So now you got to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and in addition to adding value to uh, that customer or, or that project that helps us because it's adding value to our, it's putting pressure on the entire industry at that point. Because like you said, they, they're going to be checking the other contractor to say, hey, look, I have this information and this knowledge that this is how it's supposed to be done. And regardless of the price that you told me, I need you to do this because now that I, I know that this is this is what's required of you or anybody else. So it adds value to the entire industry. Like, I hope so. It should. I, that's, man, I <laughs> mean, that's should. my goal is, I really push that I'm I'm certified in, in flooring because I think it's important that other contractors do continuing education. Would you go hire a heart surgeon that hasn't taken a continuing education class in 20 years? Would you have him operate on you? Absolutely not. It's cr- that's crazy, right? Yeah. He, he's missing out on 20 years of advancements. Yeah. Why would you hire a flooring contractor that doesn't stay up to date on new techniques and technologies and things that are coming out. Why? Like I look, I get it. I'm a dork, man. I love flooring. I will sit here all day and talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really like, I hope all of this, if you don't mind the podcast being dated, that all this COVID-19 stuff gets done and over with. Cause I want to get back to, I want to be able to take classes. There's a, right. a certified flooring installers convention in august in florida and orlando man i want to go i want to go see all these other guys that are like-minded and yeah. are passionate about what they're doing i want to hang out with them i want to be able to go to 
the international surfaces event next January and hope that it's held because it's one of the biggest events in our industry. Like yeah. there's, it, it'll blow your mind when you go and you walk through it and you can see all the new stuff coming out. And why would you want to hire someone that's like, ah, I've been doing it this way for 30 years. It's okay. Maybe there's a better way. You don't have to use cement board anymore on your second story. You can go buy an uncoupling membrane and install pile over it, and it's going right. to hold up just fine. Things change. You don't have to mud a wall anymore. You can use Schluter or Weedy and put up their waterproofing systems. Yeah. There's, and I don't even know tile. I, I don't install any tile. Look at me. Like I know all this crazy stuff, <laughs> yeah. but it's because it's important. If I'm going to have a client that is like, hey, I want you to do this part, but what do you think about this project over here? I can get them pointed in the right direction and make sure they get taken care of yeah. so that they know what questions to ask. Um, and that that's huge to me is that I, you know, value some of the value I try and offer is I don't want to be the floor guy. I want to be your friend, Kyle, that does floors. Right. I want to build a relationship with you. I want to, have you trust me as an advisor and come and seek my advice later on about other projects you may have. Um, and I can get you pointed in the right direction of people that I would trust, or at least give you a couple options if I have them so that you're not out there trying to just randomly call people through Google or, you know, you get a recommendation from Susie down the street. I, I've seen plenty of people get a recommendation from Susie down the street and Susie's job turned out okay. And then that project that you hire them for, they run and skip out with your money or it just doesn't turn out right. You, you know, if you can find a trusted network of people, you got to stick with it. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to find a lot of value in that too. Another, another area that they can, can add like, so much value is giving a uh, plan of action for communication because communication can be this loophole <laughs> like a loophole where you you doing a lot of talking in the beginning and you get to that point of where you make a deposit and after that it's like pulling teeth trying to um, communicate with a contractor but Going into it, <clears throat> I think it's best to, to to give customers an idea of the entire process. Mm -hmm. Hey, after after the deposit is made, this is gonna be our start date. At the end of uh every week, depending on how much is how long the job is gonna take, we'll do a walkthrough for me and the 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 customer to Make sure we're on the same page. Because even though we talked about uh, the, the scope of work in the beginning, things change because they have to. Not to say yep. that we're going on a project and we're just trying to trying to get out of what we agreed to do, but things change. Or you might have an idea that says, hey, you know what? This is what we talked about. But at this, at this stage that we're in, let's make a little detour and we'll go this route. Instead of not talking about it at all or having no communication, it didn't get then getting to the end of the job and the customer saying, I don't really like it, or I wish we would have did this. Having no, a plan of action for communication, I think is I think is one of the biggest <laughs> uh added values. Oh, definitely. I, you know what? There's a lot of guys that'll sit there and say, Oh, that client's horrible. I can't believe them. Like, look, let's be real. There are nightmare clients and there's people that are difficult to work for. A lot of times though, it comes down to communication. Yeah. So you're a hundred percent right. There needs to be open lines of communications on both sides. You can't go in there and do your shower work or your floor job. And if that floor needs to be leveled with self-leveling compound, you can't just run down to the store and buy it and throw it down and, and do the work. Get a change order. Make sure that your contractor is giving you change orders and you're signing off on stuff, or at least like, you know, they're going to, 
update the estimate or the invoice at the end of the night and sign, send it off to you with that new scope of work listed out of what they're doing and what it costs. But they should be able to give you a rough estimate of it before they start the work. If, Like you said, if the project is longer, yeah, you should be doing weekly walkthroughs or something like that. I generally, I'll, I'll come into my project in the morning and if my clients are home and they're not on a, um, they're not gone before I'm already there or I get there, I'll walk through them and I'll tell them, okay, look, this is what I'm trying to get done today. You know, if, if it's a really good day, I'm going to get to here. I won't leave until I get to at least here. And then, so I, I've, I've set the expectation of this is what's going to happen. And I'll, and then at the end of the day, I'll review, okay, I, I got this done. So tomorrow I'm going to try and do X, Y, and Z. I'll come in the next morning. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it, it's just keeping that line of communication open so that both sides feel they can address something. I, the last thing I would ever want is for a job, a project to wrap up and we're doing that final walkthrough and my client points out something that happened on day one. And let's say we're four or five days into it by now. I can't necessarily fix that easily at this point. Right. Whereas if they would have pointed it out at the end of day one, when we were talking about it, I say, Hey, you know, look it over real quick tonight. If you see anything, let me know. I could have fixed that really quick. The beginning of day two, Yeah, five, five, six, seven days in, it might not be so easy. You know, like I know you do a lot of showers. If you install the wall and then you get the pan done and the niches are in place and everything's sealed and grouted. And they say, I don't really like how the pan turned out. And that whole shower is coming out. Yeah. I mean, you can you can technically just do the pan, but it ain't gonna be pretty, right? So you we gotta we, you're you're right. There needs to be communication along the way of what are we trying to get done? When are we starting? When are we ending? What hours do you work? You know, I I like to start at seven a.m. A lot of contractors don't start that early, yeah. but I've got I got a couple little kids. I, I try and work seven to three, seven to four. It gives me time to come home and, and be with them. I don't want to be out sitting around at the shop or the distributor picking up supplies and wasting my day there so that I'm working nine to six, nine to seven, something like that, you know, driving around in traffic. So yes, it kind of, a lot, uh, I've had a few clients be like, can you push it to seven 30? Can we do eight? And I'm happy to accommodate that because most people will agree to let me start that early. Yeah. And, but it's because I clearly communicate why I'm doing it. And most people understand that there's a family behind it and they were all there with young kids at one point too. So yeah. they're, they're willing to work within the, the system to get everybody what they want. And if everybody's happy, everyone's going to have a better experience. I think those, that's, that's one of the areas uh, a lot of people might uh, drop the ball on because, you know, just from our, our standpoint, you always run into those customers that have these, I guess, negative views or these, these bad tastes when it comes to contractors. And it's because it's just, it's a, it's a lot of contractors that they, they don't cover, uh, the areas that they need to, like you said, all they focus on. I don't, blame, I don't, like I don't the, blame people one bit. I don't contractors either. are contractors are pieces of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Not I did like I honestly, man, it, it's stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah, it's because they're generally true, and it, it sucks to say that, but contractors are notoriously bad for being on time, communicating, following through on what they say. I, I get it. And it stinks when you're on the other side of that. Yeah. And, and I cut you off. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I 100% I agree with you, dude. <laughs> it, it sucks. But yes, it, it, it's, uh, it's frustrating. I mean, it's, and it's especially when there is uh, a big ticket attached to it. Like nobody wants to go through those kind of situations and come out of pocket on top of it. That's that's just I would never want to be I've never had a, a a bad experience myself with a contractor, but I think everybody knows of one. 
So you you would never want to be in a position where somebody pretty much takes advantage of your hard earned money and you're not satisfied. Well, what I don't get is I don't, I don't get how those guys do it. I, I don't get how you hack in a project. And that's what worries me is if you see a really low bid, you've got to wonder from your perspective of what are they really bringing to the table? You know, uh, these other bids are much higher. So it's hard enough to go through a remodel as it is. Yeah. But then if you hire the cheap guy who's not going to warranty his work and never answer his phone again, and then you're like, let's say your shower only lasts a year or two and you've got to completely redo it and you hire the quality contractor the next time, you're now spending way more money because he's got to demo something out, rebuild it, and put it all back together. And you've got to go through that whole remodel experience again. Yeah. It's, it's horrendous, you know? I, I know I'm not the cheapest guy. And I've had clients ask me, like, why should I go with you? And I'm like, because I don't want to pay for your floor out of pocket. I'm not going to. I, I'm, it, I Look, I, I'll tell them. I would love to walk out of here with a deposit check today. But I'm not worried about securing your job. My biggest worry is about treating everybody right so I can secure a job in 20 years. Right. I need to build a name that people trust. And if I don't treat you right during this estimate or your project, if you decide to go with me, I'm not going to be able to collect that check in 20 years. Yeah. I also don't want to buy a floor because that's not how you run a profitable business. So this experience is going to be hard enough the first time. The last thing I want to do is put it through you a second time and be the one paying for your floor. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, I don't know if that's adding value. I think it's, I, I'm trying to, I, I guess I'm trying to build trust. I'm trying to be honest. Um, there's plenty of guys out there that will, will take a deposit and run. Yeah, especially in times like this, you know, there's guys that are hard up for work. It wouldn't be surprising if you see a bunch of guys just undercutting each other and and getting these cutthroat rates out there just to be able to get a job so they can put some food on the table. Mm -hmm. But at what cost is that to you? It may look like a good deal now, but will it be in a year or five years? Hey, uh, Cost is something that is reoccurring. I read this in a book, and I don't know if I said this on the show before, but uh, price is something that you pay for once. Cost is something that you continue to pay for. So, if it's if you if if the price is an issue, we can deal with that. But the cost is something different. So I'm not I'm not we're not we're not looking to come into your project and cost you money. My price is my price. You pay it once, and we have a, a, a solid job for a lifetime. Now, some contractors are going to cost you money. So that's, that's that's the difference when 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 you ask how much does it cost? Well, a lot <laughs> when you look at it from that standpoint, <laughs> a lot. But um, <clears throat> I think being able to to uh, cover cover the areas that we talked about today is one, how you build that trust with, with, with customers. And then two, how, um, how you separate yourself from, from other people. It's from, from the contractor standpoint to where you don't have to worry about um, those jobs 20 years down the line, because you know, you've, you've, you've done everything in your power to treat people the way they, they need to be treated to, to do the jobs the way you've been taught because you're look seeking education on how to do properly do your job. So you don't have to worry about uh, the future because you, you're making an effort to adjust with the times because we have, we, we have to do that. Uh, no, I'm not going to say we have to, we do it. Me and you do it because that's just our mindset to uh, uh, remain educated because 
it's always new stuff coming out. It's always new products coming out and we have to be prepared for it. If a customer comes to us uh, and wants installation of the newest product and you never knew about it, you can't, you shouldn't take the job. Cause it's like, I, I really don't have experience with this. I've been doing flooring for, like you said, 30 years, but I've never done this one cause it just came out. And you can go get education on that and know how to do it before anybody else. Um, like for you, um, GP, TP, G- or, G- what? What GTP. No, not no, not GTP, not GTP, oh. not global style policy. Um, okay, gauged G- GP gauge panel tile. What is it? The, the oh, the large, the large, large gauge format. Uh, large yeah. format. So I can't. What what is it? It's it's gauge porcelain tile panels or something like that. I, That's what we're gonna call them for now. <laughs> whatever it is the large yeah. format tiles right there's not a lot a lot of guys that have taken classes to do that they're still taking like a quarter by quarter notch trowel and slapping some thin set on a wall and pushing those things in yeah that ain't how you do it you can hook up with the manufacturer and, and get certified by them and be the only guy in your area that actually knows how to do it or maybe actually, a couple of you yeah. all work together you know, there's there's nothing wrong with partnering up with another crew from time to time. They you're you you got a business, they got a business, you both do good work. This project comes in, you know that they're trusted. Hey man, I really need your help on this one. Okay, you work together, you both make some money and you do a really good job because honestly, those things are too big to do by yourself. Right. Um, but a lot of people aren't doing them right. And there's the information is out there and the manufacturers are giving it away. They'll probably buy you lunch if you go take a class. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's funny. Like if if Schluter was around, um, just because of the COVID nineteen stuff going on, all that stuff shut down. But like, I can sign up for a Schluter class in Maryland, and they'll put me up in the hotel. I just got to buy the plane ticket. Yeah, all you got to do is get there. Take, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to take the class here in Phoenix. I can take the one in Maryland. I just have to get there, and yeah, they'll put they, me up in the hotel. They'll teach me about the product. You. They'll feed me. <laughs> Man, why wouldn't you go? I get it. It's marketing for them. They write it all off. Cool. You know, that's them building value to us as their clients. Is they're doing some marketing. They're giving us some swag. They're giving us information about their product and they're training us on it in hopes that we buy their product to put in your home. Yeah. And, but then we know how to do it properly. Some of the companies, um, I know I mentioned Weedy earlier. Weedy will give their contractors that have been certified to install their shower systems a longer warranty than what you get if you just buy it off the shelf. Yeah. And there's a couple companies like that. So if you if your guy goes and takes time to invest in his education, he's better off than chucking a truck. But chucking a truck might be cheaper. Uh, yeah. But now it goes back to where's the value and what's the ultimate cost of the project that you mentioned. Right. <clears throat> I think um I think we covered it. I, I, I think we've covered uh adding value. Uh I'm trying to think. I don't think there's I mean, I'm sure there might be. Uh I, I know there are some more uh way more amazing companies than me that are killing it with value. But I think these are like the essentials when it comes to uh, adding value to to customers. Um, at some point, it's gonna it should be the standard. I don't think it's gonna happen, but like this, I I I think you would agree. This these should be like bare minimums. We know that it's not, but it's like this 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 should be done on every project. Like it should be a given. You would think uh, for me. It- I would treat it like your teachers tell you in school. There is no stupid question. This is your hard-earned money that you're putting out there. Yeah. This is, and honestly, it's a two-way interview process. As much as you're interviewing us to get the project, I'm interviewing you as a client to see if I want to work with you. Right. So there's a there's a little inside baseball, but there is no stupid question for you to ask. You're the one that's paying. I don't care how many questions you ask me. Ask away. 
Yeah. I, and if I don't have an answer to it, I'm going to tell you that I will find out and get back to you. And I'm going to get on the phone with some other installers or some of my manufacturer reps, and I'm going to get you an answer. Yeah. But you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be afraid to ask us a question and feel it's dumb. If you want something explained, get it explained. And then if you can remember, try and verify it. There's, there's a lot of bad information on the internet, but there's a lot of good information. And if you can go and see that, what the guy is referring to is actual standards in the industry. He's probably the guy you want to go with. Yeah. Instead of just talking about, Oh, this, that, or the other thing, you know, like ask questions, verify it, make sure they actually know what they're talking about, but don't, don't be afraid to, to ask. Cause I, anybody that's worth their weight is, is going to be happy to answer a question. Right. So points that 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 uh, listeners, customers can take away from this. Uh, definitely ask questions. See what it is you're getting for uh, the price that you're being quoted. We're not gonna say the price that you're paying, but before before you you complete a, a contract, or anything. See what it is that you're getting for the price that you're being quoted. There is no stupid questions, and and in fact that that helps with that communication process because the more we know up front, the the better we prepare we can be for your project. So if we know you have concerns, that helps us to to address those concerns instead of overlooking them and just assuming that we know what's going on. Any other points that that I miss, uh, Kyle? Uh, no, I think you're good, man. I, I like you said, there's no stupid questions and and verify what you're getting, get it written out. I think we're good. There's lots of different ways that they're going to find value and value is different to every person. So right. what, what, you know, it, it's up to them to decide ultimately how great of a value is it, but there's, we've definitely given some good insights on, on what to consider. So. And quotes are not going to be apples to apples. It's going to be apples to oranges to pears to cucumbers, to, uh, <laughs> who knows <kiwis>. what, kumquats. <laughs> Every business is different. Every business structure is different. We have different expenses. We have different overheads. We have to charge different prices. Be cautious of going into a project and asking, what do you charge for square foot? Because it could be a number of different prices. There is no standards on what to charge per square foot in our industry. It does not happen. We can't do it because there's too many variables to consider for us to say, oh, it's only a dollar fifty a square foot. Every business is different. It's not going to be apples to apples. It's going to be apples to every other fruit that you can think of. <laughs> it, that's, that is for sure. And what do you get for a dollar fifty? That's exactly it. People ask me, what, what's my square foot price? Well, it's 225 to lay a floating floor. And that's all they want to know. They don't care what they get with it. But right. that, that's, that's what matters. What do you get for 225 versus what do you get for $1.50? Yeah. Or for, for $4, for $5. That's correct. Exactly. That can be, that can be included uh, installation, um, floor prepping, porn, porn self-leveler, like when you look at it from that aspect, it might be fairly inexpensive. Could be. A, a lot of stuff that goes into it. Like I said, it's these variables. It's so many things that we have to consider when it comes to those jobs. But um, Kyle, I appreciate you being a guest. If you can do us a favor and give everybody your name, company name, uh, social media, how we can reach you because we're going to get you a job. The goal in Floor <laughs> Masters podcast is to give everybody at least one job. It don't. It doesn't have to be the big uh, bank breaker. Just, just a job. I would love that. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, all right. So once again, my name is Kyle Hadeen. I own Illustrious Hardwoods in Mesa, Arizona. I service the greater Phoenix area. Um, you can find me on Facebook. The uh, company is Illustrious Hardwoods. You can email me, illustrioushardwoods at gmail.com. 
you can reach me at 602-888-3361. And if you can't find an answer on Floor Masters, you can look up Floored U Cation. That's the word Floored, the letter U, and then Cation, C-A-T-I-O-N. I've got a podcast like Anthony. So if the answer is not over here on Floor Masters yet, check out Floor Education. There's a ton of good answers over there for homeowners looking to do a flooring project, shower project, things like that. Even if the answer is over here, check out Floor Education because you can never have too much knowledge. You can never have too much knowledge. Just go check it out. I would agree. Just go check it out. Again, I appreciate you, Kyle. Um, I thank everybody for tuning into this episode, trying to add value to our customers. You guys stay tuned for next week's episode for our next guest. Um, and for our next freestyle, I have not been having participants freestyle on the show, so I've been doing it myself, but I'm going to get some freestylers on here. Somebody's going to rap and it's going to be fun. Uh, I had one, one, uh, guest that freestyle with me. He didn't really do so much, but it was, if you, <laughs> if you call up, if you get a hold of Billy Graham out of, out of California, he might sing for you. He won't rap, but he might sing if you ask nicely. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him for that very reason. <laughs> that very reason. Well, all right, man. Y'all stay, Thank stay you very much. Next, stay tuned to the next week's episode on the Floor Masters Podcast. Thank y'all. Oh yeah, it's the Floor Masters Podcast. We add value to our customers on every job. We keep it clean, not dirty, cause we're not a slob. You don't believe me? I dare you go and hire us. You never want us to leave, you never fire us. But maybe you will, cause I got fired one time on that one job. Well, never mind, it's only one time. It'll never happen again, but I can't guarantee it. Please don't fire me, cause that's rude and it's not needed. Okay, 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 okay. That one was amazing. You, you, you got to give it to me. That one was amazing. I know that's what you tuned in for, for the freestyle. Check it out. We're getting more freestyles. We're getting more guests. We're getting more topics. We're getting more live. We're getting more action. On the floor, massive podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't I sound cool? Thank y'all for checking out the Floor Master Podcast. Tune in to the next episode. We got everything that you need here on the Floor Master Podcast. Knowledge, tips, products, processes. What else could you ask for? It's the Floor Master Podcast, baby. Stay tuned.